Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome in. Final hour of all things instrumental, Issel and Louis, taking you up to noon on a Fast Break Friday here. Uh, Bobby V will have you, and then, of course, first replay, Sweezy and Streetle. If you missed the first hour of the show, check out the podcast center at ESPNLouisville.com or on our app. Kenny Anderson, uh, Bengals great, joined us to open the show. Uh, fun interview with him. A reminder, Louisville is at Miami tomorrow. 5.30 pregame, 7 o'clock play-by-play, and the Coors Light postgame show after the game with Ethan Moore. All that's on 93.9. You're home for the cards right across the hall here at ESPN Louisville, and we are your home for the Super Bowl. Don't forget, anytime, if you have to drive around, go into different parties or whatever it might be, maybe you have to work on Sunday, keep it locked. All stations but we'll be broadcasting that um, starting at 2 o'clock on ESPN Louisville and then after the women's game picking up on 93.9 as well. And, of course, we want to thank George and the Baranos team for bringing lunch by the ESPN Louisville studios. They have you covered for the big game this weekend, your spot before and after everything at the Yum Center, 45 years of Louisville-style pizza, heart-shaped pizzas, uh, mediums, uh, back now until Valentine's Day, carry-out, dine-in, or delivery, 14 area locations in Metro Louisville and Southern Indiana. Yes, it's that good, folks. Baranos Pizza. Whew. All right, Dan. Good job. Wanted to get all those things in. Yep. All right, so uh, I want to get to this Chris Mack sound because other shows have talked about it for sure, but um, he, he talks about Oscar Shibway in the clip, and obviously we're in a, a spot in the season where Kentucky can afford very, very few mistakes. And uh, Oscar's defense has really been exposed in, in recent weeks, and so we don't have to tell anyone listening that. But Chris Mack was on. Is this field of 68? Uh, Avery, can you confirm where this is actually from? Um, I think it's from Field of 68, but we'll go ahead and play it. This is Chris Mack discussing uh, what he sees when he watches Oscar Sheepway. Audio media. Thumbs! Thumbs! <laughs> I was listening to, like, a little bit. It seems to go right into Chris speaking. Okay, so well, here's Chris Mack. Multi-millionaire Chris Mack. I think hedging hard would be tough for him. You know, I think that you're just asking him to get in foul trouble. It's not something he's mm-hmm. done all year. Um, you know, we had that issue years ago at Xavier. You know, we had the kid Matt Stainbrook, and mm-hmm, people yeah. were putting him in ball screens. And we had you know, your favorite, Jalen Reynolds. And I love you know, what we ended up doing was playing a lot of zone. And, you know, we would mix our zone and man up. So it's like, okay, Muscleman wants to come down the floor every single time and pick on Shwebe in ball screen situation oh, shoot, he can't on this possession because we're in zone. Then maybe the next possession, we're in man. You know, you can go misses, you can go makes, you know, maybe coming out of a timeout. If you were in man for the last three possessions, now you go zone for a couple possessions. 
you may you may tell your team, hey, we're going to go zone for a couple possessions until they score. And so you're just constantly giving curveballs. And so for that coach that just wants to pick on you, pick on you, pick on you, he can't really do it over and over because he's going against a different look each and every time. I know that's against Cal's M.O., but I would tell you he might have to do that because it's not like you're going to put Shwebe on the bench and say, hey, let's get somebody in here who can defend mm-hmm. ball screens because he's one of the best rebounders, if not the best rebounder in the country. You know, he attracts so much attention around the low post that I think you got to figure out a way to be better defensively because you need him on the floor. And I, I'm in the, I'm in the different camp. I, I think they're going to be in. I think that right now they're ahead of Arkansas in the standings. I know they lost to them the other day. But I, I think that they're playing better than they were four weeks ago. Definitely. Whereas, whereas I don't think we can say the same thing about Carolina. And that's what's scary when it comes to the bubble talk to me. I don't think that I don't think that those two teams are even on equal footing at all when it comes to like being nervous about making the tournament. All right, Dan. Any reaction to that? Yeah, uh, I have several. Okay. Um, I I the the throwing the curveball. Uh, you know, I think you're throwing a curveball to your team. Now, what what, mm. what 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 was it again? Man to man after a make. Uh, no, no, that's no, no. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> what, was it was it man to man after a miss? Uh, no, no. What, right. what was it again? Right. Well, um, uh, you know, and, and we've been saying that now for weeks that uh, that's the way you hide people on defense that can't do certain things as you play a zone. And like he said, that's not Cal, but that might you, you might have to do it. You might just have to do it to, uh, against good teams who are going to come at you with that, with that high pick and, pick and roll. Um, but he's right. Oscar has to be on the floor, so they have to figure out figure out something um north carolina that that uh that coach mac uh mentioned is an interesting story i i saw a quote from baycott the other day he said hey we all came back you know they they lost the national championship and some of those kids could have turned pro including him including him and he said you know we all came back to win this thing they've got four of their five starters back uh, and they've got a really good transfer from Northwestern that they added in addition to you know all of the all of the five star kids they've recruited the last couple of years for them to be in the position that they're in that's a head scratcher there that there's another team there's something going on it's just not how they're playing on court there's something going hmm. on there that we we can't put a finger on it's it is it's a trend that you and i have talked about though that there seems to be something about college basketball where you want an infusion of new talent every year that the best teams aren't the ones that come back and try it again that just run it back i think the best example of running it back was the florida back-to-back championship teams mm-hmm. no question mm-hmm. before those guys were nba guys Right, so it wasn't like you know. I mean, joke him. No, you, you, you can joke about whatever, but like that guy was in the league for fourteen years or something, yeah. right? So it's not yeah. like you know they had that. That was just you know an NBA junior team essentially, right? That that last year, <laughs> and so I, I I put that one aside just because that's a, such an unusual, you know, assemblage of talent that you know they they were able to go back to back when simply put, it's really really hard for some reason to go to back-to-back Final Fours, and that's why when teams do it, we talk about it, and we talk about those runs, and we talk about, you know, 
you played it even in you know a, a smaller NCAA tournament. You know how hard it is to make a Final Four. Imagine doing it twice in a row or winning a yeah. title twice in a row. Yeah, no, so you're right. It's you're it is right. just if for some reason in college right. basketball, but, infusion of new talent seems to matter. But Louis, we're not talking about a team that you know almost made it and then got to the final eight or the final 16 the following year. We're talking about a team who played in the national championship game, has everybody back, and they might not make the tournament. I mean, that's falling off a cliff. That's not just underachieving. What what about, though, they were an eight seed last year. Is there any chance that they just got hot and they're more of an eight to ten? They're more of like yeah. what Kentucky is this year yeah. than what they their run was last year? No, you're right. You're right. right. So uh, maybe that, maybe you know, in you know, in basketball, especially, it's a game of runs. And if their season was a run last year, maybe the the equilibrium is happening this year, where they're you know a bubble team or, or worse, frankly. Yeah. Now, now you you're right. They but they they were playing awfully well, and for them to come back and play like they're playing this year, there's something's wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, something's way off on them. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, you you were talking about. Um, the uh, you know about the infusion of new blood and this article that uh, that uh, Ben wrote that uh, that's very very interesting isn't it they have they they somebody did a survey of thirty and I don't know if they were NBA people they must not have been thirty basketball insiders Whatever and they said right? and they said not name the top 20 kids in college basketball. There were two freshmen on the list. Uh, the kid Miller, is that his name? Yep. Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller at Alabama. Alabama. Was number four. And then some kid from Xavier, maybe? No, uh, Keontae George at Baylor. Baylor, yeah. yeah. He was. He's really he, good. Yeah. He, he was like. 17 to 18 someplace down there yep okay so so look at that list the top 20 players in college basketball there are two freshmen on the list then they then ben went to the mock draft the nba mock draft in the first 17 selections not one of them is an upperclassman <laughs> correct right. they're they're, yeah. they're all no, that's right yeah, they're all well. You know, brick for brick is is number one, and right. and Scooter, the kid from is it Elite or G one uh, or someplace? Uh, he's at uh, Overtime Elite. Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, there's a couple of twins that are number three and number five that are playing in one of those leagues. Uh, Brandon Miller is number four, but so you've got one list. Here are the here are the best players in college, and it doesn't transcend at all. Right. To who are the first seventeen picks in the NBA draft? It's it's incredible how everybody has gotten to the point where they draft on potential, not what they think the kid can do when he comes in and plays. Yeah, I, the only I think glaring leave out is uh, is Grady Dick at Kansas. I think that he's, um, I, I think he's one of the twenty best players in the country right now. Well, he he certainly was in the uh, in the in the lottery in the NBA lottery yeah, right. yeah. draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought I thought that article was very interesting, very interesting. How how those two things don't align? 
We will get to Picks Without Pat in about 15 minutes. Uh, we'll do the basketball games, the football game, and then Dan and I, of course, will talk derby preps, uh, as I encourage people to do. This is the time of year if you want to be really, if you want to be the smart person at your uh, derby party. You got three months. Um, start watching these preps. It literally takes you 10 minutes of your whole weekend to watch three races. Um, check those out this weekend. We'll be going to New York, Florida, and California for the uh, for the, the preps this weekend. Um, I had on the track announcer from Golden Gate and a um, an on track analyst from Tampa last night, Dan, and it made me realize our, our silly little podcast has a little bit too much reach. <laughs> did you mention to Matt uh, about Chapman? No, that did not come up. <laughs> unfortunately, he's the only guy I know that went to Chapman. <laughs> so he was. Uh, it's funny because he he told the story that when he was at Chapman, it was close enough to Santa Anita that he would go to class, and then he would drive to Santa Anita, and he would find a place to stand by himself, and he would call the races, record them, wow. and then like critique his own calls. Yeah. And then he had enough of them that when track jobs would open up, he would send in a tape. And it sounded like he had his own actual calls, but they were just recorded ones that he was doing standing off to the side at Santa Anita. <laughs> so not in the announcer's booth. He's just in the grandstand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's unbelievable. That's great. Yeah. He's not a very old guy, is he? Matt's probably late 20s. He may have yeah. turned 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. We've we've made the full the, the full assault on that show to have him be the next announcer at Del Mar. Ooh, because he's from San Diego. Yeah, and uh, Trevor at some point is going to have to 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 hang it up for sure. So. He's going to have to stay at that dairy farm in Wisconsin pretty soon. <laughs> Dan Essel. Um but yeah, we'll get to that and we'll talk about those uh, those horse races as well. On the other side, this is Issel and Louie taking you up until noon here on ESPN six eighty one zero five seven. Do you have the uh, Do you have Dan uh, on Southern Hoops by chance uh, ready to go? Do we have that clip because? Um, how long were you on the Feinbaum show, and what is that like? And did they mention Issel and Louie on the Feinbaum show? Uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I did. I was on – here's here's the funny part. It was Monday, Monday uh-huh. afternoon, and I'm uh, we're at the sale. And we, we have already – we have already sold our horses, and Scott has given us the edict that we have to buy yeah, something right. else <laughs> to keep from paying taxes. Right. So we had one picked out. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but, you know, we sold our horses like at 1130. And this horse isn't going through the ring till like 330. Oh, yeah. And so we're, we're sitting there and talking and Sherry's <laughs> playing games on her phone. We're just killing time. <laughs> sure. And then I realize that I am going to be on the Feinbaum show about the same time this mare goes through the sales ring. So I tell Sherry... You're going to have to bid on it. She said, I can't. I said, all you have to do is raise your hand. I said, we're not. She's going to bring more than we want to pay. So you probably won't even give a bid. So I go out in the lobby and I'm doing the the fine bomb show uh, talking about Pete. And um, and the horse goes through the ring and it brings fifty thousand dollars more than we wanted to spend. So Sherry didn't even get to bid. But. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so Jeez. I was on the Fine Bomb show while all that was going on. All right, but so I was on there. I was on there for about fifteen twenty minutes. Oh wow, okay. Well, this is a clip from that, and so let's uh, let's go ahead and go to that, Avery. If you have it, uh, is there an ad or anything? Do you think you have it right away? We're gonna find out together as a community. Yeah, thumbs. There it is. <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't want to play. Uh, seeing some of these videos that we're that we're showing in this uh, documentary, it must uh, take you back to a different time in your life, but one that had to be really nice. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me. Yes, it uh, it was a special special time. I watched the first uh, installment of Southern Hoops, uh, and of course, most of it was about Kentucky and. When you talk SEC and basketball in the 50s, it has to be about Kentucky. So I, I think the show is very, very well done, and I'm anxious to see tonight's episode. Yeah, there was a – if I could uh, stay on the Maravich uh, theme, uh, there was a pretty famous battle you had uh, with uh, with Pete late in, his, late in his career. I believe he, uh, he shattered the 60 mark. You shattered the 50 mark. Of course, Kentucky won. But what do you remember about that epic game that uh, many people still talk about? Yeah, at that time, you know, Paul, there were only three three stations, and uh, and the local stations got to choose if they wanted to take a, a basketball game or not. And at that time, it broke the record the year before when uh, Lou Alcindor, of course, Kareem, uh, played Houston and Elvin Hayes in the Astrodome the year before. And actually, more stations carried the game with Pete and I, LSU and Kentucky, then then that we broke the record for that game. But uh, you know, I, I tell people a lot of a lot of coaches tried to devise defenses to stop Pete, and you couldn't because he was such a clever ball handler. He was going to get the shot off no matter how many people you ran at him. But Coach Rupp was different. Coach Rupp said we're going to play him straight up, uh, and uh, he'll get his, but we'll make sure nobody else beats us and. This is a stat that I love to tell. In the six games we played head-to-head, Pete averaged 52 points a game, and the closest they came to beating us was nine points. (laughs) Well, in this famous game, uh, Pete had 64. You had 51. You won the game 121 to 105. I'll I'll never forget uh, C.M. Newton, who I'm sure you remember well, told me a story once about uh, the night that that Pete scored. I think he had 69 at – at Coleman Coliseum, uh, he said, he, "He said, but we won the game, which, which is, uh, you know, I, I mean, very. There aren't many people, I mean, that remember Pete Maravich, but I mean, you were averaging 32 a game, uh, I believe, your final year there. So you understood uh, what he was doing, <laughs> but you also understood the team concept playing for Adolph Rupp. Paul, I tell people, my senior year, I finished second in the nation in scoring." and only lost the scoring title by 10 points a game. <laughs> a, 10 points a game. Pete averaged 44 his senior year. All right. Well, that was uh, Dan on uh, the Paul Feinbaum Show. Uh, good stuff there, Dan. Good job. Um, uh, thank you. Thank you. Have you ever watched his show? I mean, snippets. It's That show is not for me. It, it, I am not the target market of that show. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing because uh, we just had it on the other day, um, just because there was nothing else on, and it's basically Louie a radio call-in show on television. Yes, and and he's on four hours a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. It would be like doing our show twice as long every day. And being on TV as, as we did. Now I enjoy uh, I enjoy him. Sure, he's he's very clever, and 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 you know as you heard there, he knew the name of the arena when uh, when CM coached at Alabama. I mean he's he, he knows his SEC stuff. 
and he's very clever. But I'm like you. I mean, you got a- AJ from Tuscaloosa who calls, and first of all, he's got such a southern twang, he can hardly understand him. <laughs> uh, I don't know how he does it. I, if, I mean, that's 20 hours a week on television. It's uh, it, it's it, it's it's a different show, that's for sure. You're right. It's not for everybody. He's based in but, Birmingham, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it's an yeah. interesting dynamic, too, because he's a Jewish guy from Memphis. <laughs> and he does SEC radio. It's so, I don't know, lots of those, I don't know, just it's such an interesting, and he's got the worst haircut on TV, right? And the biggest ears. Right, And he's got, and he, but like, he, it's perfect for him. Right? Yeah. No, no it's, it's, I, it's, like it's all I said, I really great. enjoy yeah. him. Yeah. If if you could somehow just get the show reduced to his <laughs> part of it, right? It 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 it'd be great. But uh, you know, and some of those guys, uh, some of those guys call in like every day, and they've got nicknames, and you know that that's the part that isn't for me. But uh, but no, <laughs> I enjoyed being uh, being on his show. It was fun, and if you watch that uh, that second episode. Uh, this week it's uh, it, it's really really good well good um i uh yeah no I, I i'm glad you got to go on the show i'm glad that they're they're doing the series because i think it would be so easy to leave out you know the story of of hoops in the south and just concentrate on the coasts or on you know chicago or something like that and not talk about you know all the great teams that came out of the sec and frankly you know even out of places like you know like um Oh God bless! Um, out of Jacksonville, uh, you know your 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 teammate with. Um, oh, help me out, artist, artist Gilmore. Good Lord, I had Purvis in my head because Purvis's name has been thrown all over the place. Don't do and, it, uh, Louis. I know. I'm sorry. Don't um, don't do it, Louis. Um, yeah. And so uh, he, um, you know, just just all the guys that that did come out of Southern schools playing really high level basketball, and so no, it's it's. I'm looking forward to the rest of it, and I think it's one of the better, more positive developments too. Is that. You know, a school like Alabama takes basketball really seriously now. That's good, mm, yeah. right? You know, and that, yeah. that Auburn does, yeah. and that you know they're trying at Mississippi State and and whatever else. And Florida's won a couple titles, and you know that I, I think that that's a good development for the sport. Yeah, no, and and what's really interesting, I guess he has since last... he has since moved to Charlotte at the SEC um, studios. He was in Birmingham for many years. At Texture points out. Thank you, Texture. Oh, okay. that. That's very helpful. All right, good. Thanks. Um, the uh, the stat that I heard last night on the show was amazing. You know, they talk about Perry. There's a big se- segment about Perry uh, and uh, his time at uh, at Vanderbilt. I yeah. think I think it said in there Perry's freshman. Now there was another uh, Perry wasn't the only. Uh, there was another African American, and I'm okay. gagging for his name now. But, of course, uh, you know, freshman couldn't play varsity. And then he tore his leg up, and he he didn't play. So uh, Perry was, was by himself. And I think, I think I heard there were seven African-American people at Vanderbilt the year, 1966, when Perry enrolled there. Okay. Seven. And by, and by 1972, six years later, Every basketball team in the SEC was integrated. Right. So when it when it happened, it happened fast. I'm seeing a note here. The first African American to play in the SEC was actually Stephen Martin, who walked onto the Tulane team, Tulane baseball team in 1966. But as far as basketball, um, it's kind of a note on the um, the, the page of, of Wallace's page actually. So 
Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was Perry Wallace in, ba- in basketball. Tulane, yeah. yeah. By 1966, Tulane wasn't even in the SEC. They, were, they had left the SEC. That's right. Yeah, I bet they regret that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking of which, yeah. did you see that Texas and Oklahoma has bought their way out yes, of the sir. Big Twelve and that? will be joining will be joining the SEC for the uh, twenty three. After the twenty three twenty four season, so they'll be joining the SEC next year, not this coming year, but the following year. How do you feel about that, Dan? Uh, do you know how much money, <laughs> so much money there is in college athletic, college athletics, college football? They are paying a hundred million dollars, fifty million dollars a piece to leave a year early. <laughs> what? Incredible. Fifty million dollars just to leave a year early? Holy smokes! It's just nice that they're adding Oklahoma football and Texas basketball. <laughs> oh man, that'll be fun. Actually, you and I should uh, we should road trip and and uh, have you been to anything at, at UT by chance? I have never been to Austin. Yeah, it's an interesting spot. The guy who produces our podcast is there. Um, and so we would we would have a, at least a uh, an affable local host uh, to to take us around. But the um, oh, you met Zach at Breeders' Cup. What am I saying? Yeah, you met Zach. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go if we can if we can see Willie. <laughs> if we can get Willie sober enough to do a concert. That that'd be great. Get on the other bus, the other other bus. Avery. Exactly yeah. on that smoking bus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, we will do Picks Without Pat next, but first Dan's going to tell you about our friends at Delta Dental and DeltaDentalKY.com. Absolutely. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, a comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. Call them at 1-800-955-2030, or you can always visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. Welcome back to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome in. Final segment on a Friday. We're almost there, people. Here on Issel and Louis, ESPN 680, 1057. Your car, your smart speaker, your phone, the app, the website, however you are hanging out with us today. We appreciate it. A reminder, it is a Baranos Friday. We appreciate the team bringing those. Pizzas by the ESPN Louisville Studios. Get that heart-shaped pizza. Now through Valentine's Day, any medium pizza can be made into that heart shape for you. Check them out. Yeah, it's that good. Bear Nose Pizza. Um, we also want to remind you that our friends at Delta Dental and DeltaDentalKY.com uh, <clears throat> offering plans for you, your family, or your employees. Nationwide network of dentists. Check them out. And if you are a dentist, check out that dentist tab at the top of the website. Expand your business. DeltaDentalKY.com. All right, time for picks without Pat. We are going without the music we are going without the sound why because i got a problem with pat i'm just kidding go ahead play i'm just throwing thumbs off the trail on fridays we talk football oh football friday and some 
might even call us experts. Let's go pee! <laughs> so let's do the damn thing. Let's go! Yeah. 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 All yeah. right. We're let's do, do it, brother. Here's Picks with Pat, presented by Chef's Cut Pizza. I think ahead of the Daytona 500, which is next Sunday, you should have Pat on on Friday. Oh, yeah. Great idea. I think that would be fun. Great idea. There you go. We'll do it. All right. We'll do it. I, you know what's funny? I legitimately miss Pat Jackers. He was just a goofy dude that I really loved having around. Really oh. nice and just really goofy, and I miss him. So Yeah, and now we got just goofy guys we don't <laughs> like hanging around. I, I, I just witnessed the... Um, the ongoing feud between uh, Blanket Baker and the Valvanos, uh, in the in the ver- in the form of Nick and and Blank going back and forth about Kenny Payne. Oh man, that was great. <laughs> I don't know if you heard the Blank sound yesterday, but he essentially said that uh, Bob is such a defender of coaches that he's probably defending um, he's defending uh, Patrick Ewing right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great take. I'm sad. I'm sad I didn't have that take. That's a great take. All right, so let's get to it. We'll go straight to it. UK and Georgia. Um, Kentucky favorite on the match predictor, about 3-1, to one, essentially, to win this game. Georgia coming in a bad vein of form here, if we were talking about horses. Losses to Ole Miss at home at Texas A&M by a lot. At Auburn by a lot. They did beat South Carolina in OT. Got drubbed by Tennessee before that. It is a noon game. Um, get in prices thirty one bucks, which means it's going to be a decent crowd. Um, I think this is one you get off the bus stand and you will just impose your will as Kentucky. I will take them. I think they win by ah, eight or nine points because they just don't blow teams out. Where do you fall? Yeah, I I think they win by more than that. I I think Georgia is going in the wrong direction. I know they they won some games early. But I don't know who they were beating, and now that they're in SEC competition, it hasn't worked out too well for them. And, I mean, at some point, at some point, Lewis, Kentucky has to say, hey, if we don't start beating some of these teams that we're supposed to beat by a, a, a good margin, we might, we might be looking, uh, you know, from the outside in. So, hopefully... And and they have bounced back from from bad losses in the past, uh, and I'm I'm going to say exactly that. I think I think Kentucky wins by 15. Okay, 15. I'm on uh, Kentucky by eight. Dan UK by 15. Texter pointing out Tulane has more SEC football championships than Kentucky. Build the statue. We go to the next game. U uh, of L versus Miami. Um, Louisville a 1.3 percent chance of winning this one. Dan, uh, by how many points do you have the Hurricanes winning? Uh, 25. 25? I, I, you know, I said I said at Pittsburgh, and uh, I, I heard Kenny say uh, that he didn't do a very good job of, of getting the team ready to play. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't uh, – that that's him taking on something I think that you have to blame on the kids. And, and I really don't blame the kids. I mean, they're 3-21, and 21, Louie. 3-21. and 21. Do you imagine – can you imagine how no, no. hard it is to go put on a practice? It would be like playing softball for the ESPN Louisville team. Exactly. Yeah, it would be really great, hard to show up. Yes, great comparison. Yes, uh, and uh, you know, I so I don't, I, I don't blame the kids <laughs> if they don't show up. Uh, but Miami's really good. Miami might have the best team in the ACC. Their recent and, form suggests that they are playing really high level basketball. They just beat yeah. Duke by twenty two. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so no, you have my twenty-five. Game. I'm going to take Miami by thirty-two this weekend. Ooh, uh, big Ooh. number. Big number. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's roll along and talk football. A reminder: we are your home for Super Bowl fifty-seven already. Um, here, Westwood's one coverage will be on ESPN six eighty all day. 680-1057, starting at 2. If you're driving around at all, just throw us on. 93.9 will join after the women's basketball game around 4.30. Our big game coverage is on ESPN Louisville, is sponsored by all of these people. Liquor Barn, uh, Kroger, Cox's Spirit Shops, and Evergreen Liquors, and then Isaacs and Isaacs, we win.com. Again, buy your liquor, sue somebody, and then eat some groceries, okay? All right. Super Bowl, one and a half point spread here, Dan. I am... A little surprised, given how much money is coming in on the Eagles, that they have kept the line where it is. Um, Vegas obviously um, thinks they'll make the money back either in prop bets, or they really think that Kansas City is going to win the game. Um, About 60% of the bets and money, um, per this source that I'm looking at here, are coming in on the Eagles. Where does Dan fall in this game? Uh, You you know, what's amazing to me, and I don't get the correlation, the Eagles are favored by a point and a half, but yet the matchup predictor gives Kansas Kansas City a 52% chance oh, yeah. to win the game. Um, there there are a lot of storylines here. Uh, you know, um, uh, the uh, Kansas City coach uh, used to be the Eagle coach. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's moved on to Kansas City and drawing mustaches on players while they sleep. Uh, but um, the, uh, the Eagles coach was on the staff at Kansas City uh, when when they made the change, and he got swept out the door with the old regime. So, uh, you know, that was a long time ago, and, and maybe it doesn't make any difference. But uh, there, there are some good storylines. I, I, it, it's hard to handicap this game because I think the Chiefs have been playing – the best teams in football. Okay, I, I think uh, maybe not the Chargers, but you know they had that. Uh, they they played uh, Buffalo. They played uh, Cincinnati in the conference finals. Uh, e- the Eagles, on the other hand, you know they play the 49ers without a quarterback. Uh, they play the Giants. So that that part recent form is kind of hard to to look at. But when I look at the players. That the Eagles have. I mean, their offensive line is tremendous, and their defensive line. Now, Louis, this isn't this isn't the whole defense. This is just the 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 defensive line. The defensive line of the Eagles had 15 more sacks than any other defensive line in the NFL. And, and by I know 15, by yeah, 15, 15. Yes. I, I I I don't. I know it's hard to get Mahomes on the ground, but I remember the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay, and he was running for his life. And I don't, I don't see this game being close. I, I'm going to take the Eagles and give the point and a half all day long. I agree with you. And so my three-team parlay here, I would take UK money line in Georgia. So I just don't know how they're going to play. And if they won by four, would it stun you this weekend? No. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm Nothing take, would stun me about this team. I'm going to take Miami minus 19 and a half. Um, I don't know where that number is actually going to come out. It should be in the 20s, but usually in college basketball and conference play at the high level, you don't get lines like that. And then I'm going to buy a point. I'm going to move the um, or I'm going to give a point. Uh, I'm going to move the Eagles to minus two and a half. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to put those all three together. And I'm going to 
Drive across the bridge and bet that one, Dan. How about that? Good for you. Good for you. See what I can get yep. out of that. See if I understand the local teams enough, and then if I'm right about the Super Bowl. So there you go. There you go. All right. Who do you think wins the coin toss, Dan? Uh, oh, that's easy. Chiefs. Do you know the winner of the coin toss has lost the last eight Super Bowls? Really? <laughs> well, then you don't have to watch it very long, do you? Isn't that great? <laughs> uh, I heard that this morning on Diener, and, and all I could think was maybe you just stand at the line, stand in line at the uh, at the sports book, wait for the coin toss, bet your money, and then go to bed. Right? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> nice and easy. Oh man, how silly. All right, well, let's get into it, man. It is uh, we're getting well into into Derby season here. A uh, fun time of year if you're if you're even kind of just a um, a casual horse watcher. I think that this is a time of year where you can really. Um, start to get into it. There are three prep races this weekend for the Kentucky Derby, two on the East Coast and then one out West. So at 745 on Saturday, you'll have the race out in California. The um, Sam F. Davis is run at Tampa Bay. It'll be around 515. And then uh, the race at Aqueduct will be at 430, a little bit before that, maybe 425, something like that. So those races are nice and spread out. Um, you can kind of spend your day um, doing whatever you want, and then oh, I just have a little reminder on my phone to you know pick up and watch the races. You don't have to watch the whole day. Um, Dan, let's go to New York first. Okay. Uh, this the Withers is usually run last week, um, and something happened that I'm surprised doesn't happen more often. Frankly, Dan, and they got froze out, <laughs> so uh, they weren't able to run uh, at Aqueduct, which I said last night i if you've never been to aqueduct hurry because they're going to close it this year i'm sure um and so uh move everything to to belmont full-time where did you land in uh the withers which is a grade three mile and an eighth if you're not familiar with the track at aqueduct um that is starting at the start line and finishing at the same line uh it is a mile and an eighth dirt track well the fact that it was uh postponed a week because of an arctic blast <laughs> <laughs> you almost have to go with the one horse arctic arrogance uh but uh i i uh, i went to the other favorite uh, uh okay. i i like uh, i like brad brad's two for three at aqueduct so far this year and he's he ships a, a candy ride colt up there uh for gary and mary west uh that last time out um, won a, a, a high-level uh, allowance race at Oaklawn Park. And so if he didn't think he had a pretty good shot, I don't think he'd ship the horse up up to New York. Uh, this horse has uh, made three starts. His, his buyer figure has gotten significantly better all three starts, 60, 71, 82. He won two of those races. The one he lost, he, he bobbled at the start. In allowance race at Churchill, so uh, I have an affinity for Candy Ride, and I have an affinity for Brad Cox. So I went with the four Hit Show. All right. Well, um, the 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 nerd pick on the show last night was was uh, was Andiamo a Firenze because I'm surrounded by guys who think they're Italian but they're not Italian with Gandolfo, Soforo, and. Um, Sofro, excuse me, and uh, and uh, Valvano. Like we get it, guys. We get it. Your your name ends with a vowel. We understand. Um, uh, that horse is twelve to one. That's kind of free money if you think that that horse has a serious shot. Um, uh, I think that horse is twelve to one for a reason. I'll say that. Yeah, um, no but question. If it, but if it does rain in New York, that horse has a serious shot. And so uh, I should have checked the weather before I jumped into this segment, but. Um, Oh, I thought I had New York. I thought I had Ozone Park saved on my uh, um, 
on my uh, my weather app here, Queens, New York. Um, it is not going to rain, and so Andiamo Frenze is not going to win this race. I think a horse that has a chance here that's kind of a a medium shot here is Jungfrau, the three. Bill Mott and Dylan Davis. I don't love the move to Dylan Davis from Jose Ortiz. Horse has only broken his maiden because of a disqualification last time out of Gulfstream Park, but has gone two turns. I like that experience, and so I, I think that if someone is going to jump up and win here, Arctic Arrogance, by the way, his best runs um, seem to be over one turn or in the slop, and so I'm hoping that with dry conditions and two turns here that I'll get uh, a price on the Triple Crown nominated Jungfrau, a son of Arrogate. And I also think what we're about to find out, Dan, is Arrogate was going to be a really, really great sire and him dying yep. young is not good for the sport. Yep. Oh, so, I think, did he only have two crops maybe? Uh, yeah, well, like I one think. and a half maybe, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think eventually we will find out that that was that. Um, let's, go to, uh, let's go to Golden Gate next, Dan. Uh, okay. Just so we can talk about both of the races at uh, Tampa, the Oaks Prep and the Derby Prep down there. Okay. Um, because I think the Oaks Prep has a potential superstar in it. Um, so we'll go to that one last. Baffert is shipped in two for this one, the El Camino Real Derby. It is a win and in for the Preakness. And if you think that's kind of a, a meh or a nothing, Ron Bauer took that exact path uh, two, year, two, three years ago. Uh, won, the, won the El Camino Real and then ran and won the, I mean, for fun, won the, uh, the Preakness. A uh, mile and an eighth, 100000 bucks here, listed stakes. It should probably be a grade three at this point uh, because of that Rombauer win and who ships in. There are two Triple Crown nominated horses here. Dan, they are both shipped in by a man named Bob Baffert, who yeah. Matt yeah. told the story yesterday. Uh, Bob uh, will not ever go back to the Bay Area because uh, he had a horse run in this race and it uh, his pants got very muddy. So he will never go back to the Bay Area. Um, I'm not making any of that up. Uh, both of these horses are owned by a, a local group in Louisville here, uh, Starlight Racing. And so um, Gilmore on the inside, Noel Arbor on the outside. I think it's pretty clear the better of those two is Gilmore on the inside. The actual favorite here, Dan, is Paso Rondo, the four, two to one local horse for Steve Specht and Francisco Alvarado, and then you get um, the two or the two horses, the second favorite, at 3-1, to one, Chase the Chaos. Where did you land here, Dan? Gilmore. Okay. <laughs> for, for a number of reasons. How can I not pick a horse named Gilmore? My, he's got... Uh, He's got a, a a good buyer rating, as you said. He's uh, they they call that group the Avengers. Uh, SF Racing, Starlight Racing, Madagat Stable. Uh, he's by Twirling Candy. Now remember, this is a run on a um, all-weather track, synthetic surface at Golden Gate Field, and he ought to handle being by Twirling Candy. He ought to handle that just fine. So uh, this horse. If you get if you get four to one on this horse, bet with both hands. I'm guessing he'll be two to one or lower by post time. I'm going to take the local horse here. I'm going to take Chase the Chaos. He's uh, he's by an Australian horse, and those horses sometimes translate really really well to this surface. He trains well on the surface. Um, a slower a slower work last time out, but uh, Ed Moser Jr. Is, is a local guy that really gets the track. I love Armando Ayuso on this horse. Understands understands how to be patient at this track. So I'm going to land on the second favorite here, Chase the Chaos. I do think that Gilmore is the the likely shipping winner. And I think Paso Rondo, the favorite, is a play against. And so in this sequence, because it's the second-to-last race of the sequence, you can leave him out, and that's where you can get value in the sequence because there aren't large fields in the um, in the late sequence here at Golden Gate. But if you leave out the favorite there, 
gives you a chance. I would play one and two in this race uh, if I were playing a longer ticket out there. Uh, they uh, look at the purchase prices. Gilmore oh, I know. I was know. a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar yearling <laughs> yeah. at Keeneland. Uh, the horse on the outside, Baffert's other horse, Candy Ride, was a five hundred thousand dollar Keeneland yearling purchase, and your choice, Chase the Chaos, was a ten thousand dollar purchase. Yeah, it's called Gay Fields. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, let's. Uh, by the way, someone on the text line criticizing me for not talking about. Um, the, 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 the member of the 1986 team that got arrested last night. I don't know anything about it. I'm not going to talk. By the way, don't strangle people. That's what I'll say. Strangling people is bad. Is, is that what you want me to say? Dan, don't strangle anyone this weekend, okay? I See, see I have no clue what you're yeah, talking exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to talk about it because there's no... It's public record. Yeah, you're right. It is public record. But I'm not going to talk about it because I don't... I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it. It's public record with no information. Uh, don't strangle people, please. Yeah, that's not. I'm begging not you, very people nice. listening to this show, don't strangle people. That's it. Good we, advice. We man. go to Tampa Bay Downs. They're running two races, both of them twenty pointers. One for the Oaks, one for the Derby. Race nine is the Sun Coast. Nest won this race, or no? Uh, yeah, Nest won this race last year. Um, so this is a a big girl race. We get another big girl in this one, a mile and forty yards, starting right behind that that finish line, going two turns here. At Tampa, $150,000 on the line. Wonder Wheel comes back uh, off a little bit of a, of a rest. Has been Two-year-old well. champion, Philly. Yep, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies by um, by three very easy lengths, frankly, last time out. Uh, before that, won the Alcibiades. Also at Keeneland, um, has done her best work, um, frankly, going two turns at Keeneland. Before that, was in the spinaway going seven furlongs. Probably wins the races if she has more time uh, behind Leave No Trace. But before that, won two races at Churchill Downs. Um, Dan, outside of her, there is the Triple Crown-nominated Julia Shining, which I love. Um, won the Demoiselle. Si- full, full sister to Malathat. Yep. And so um, think a lot of this horse, obviously, AP Indy on the bottom, Curlin on the top. Um, bred for $225,000, a Stone Street homebred. They've kept the ownership, obviously. That's Pletcher and Saez. Do you give Julia Shining much of a shot here? Yes. I do, too. She's my, she's my pick. <laughs> she's go. my pick. Wonder Wheel, Wonder, Wonder Wheel is, a, is, is a fabulous horse. Buy into mischief uh, and two-year-old champion. Uh, I, I don't know what she beat. I mean, she beat Chop Chop. That's Brad <laughs> Cox's horse by a nose, and Chop Chop couldn't win coming back. This, this filly... Won the uh, Damoiselle the last time out, a grade two, bobbled at the start and was way, uh, way behind. It, it it shows only five lengths, but I saw that race. She was farther than five lengths back. I'm I'm picking Julia Shining to win the race. Like that. All right. So I um, I, I disagree with Dan. I think Wonder Wheel's the best horse in this race, and I don't know that it's very close. So, um. Man, we're getting a lot of texts about what I just said. <laughs> when did it turn into True Crime Tuesday? Um, <laughs> sir, That I think the name is David on the text. I appreciate that text. I cannot read that on air. I appreciate you very much. All right, so Dan and I, uh, I, I think we're obviously going to play those outside horses. If you wanted a third horse, by the way, I do think um, – um, oh, where is it? Fast Tracked, coming out of Maryland, stretching out for the first time. Arno Delacour, by the way, last 16 times out going sprinter route, his horses have won nine of the 16. 
Wow. So that's the seven horse, 20 to one. I don't know that that horse wins, but if he keeps up that, if he keeps that going, so cross traffic is a son of, uh, of Unbridled Song and then the, the, the mares by uh, Malibu Moon. If, if that trend continues for him and that horse hits the board in, a, in an exactor trifecta, it runs second essentially, that could really blow up some tickets. So watch for the seven fast track to be part of the equation tomorrow. Has run over a wet track. We're going to get a little bit of moisture tomorrow too in Tampa. Interested to see where that goes. Race 10 though is the feature. Sam F. Davis, 20 derby points, grade three, 250K, mile and a 16th. Go in those two turns. Everybody's triple crown nominated except for Groveland. In this one, Dan, where did you land? And uh, Zydeco, who won last time out, uh, last two actually, uh, including in the Pasco at uh, at Tampa. Where did you land here? Uh, I took the chalk. Okay, uh, WNL. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, good magic. I, good magic I has know. a bunch of horses nominated to the Triple Crown. Yep. He's a son of Curlin that stands for. He was two year old champ, I think. Yep, uh, stands for fifty thousand. Uh, this Colt cost 400000 at Keeneland. He won the Remsen last time out on a sloppy track. I just, his his uh, his buyer figure last time out was a 90. I, I think he stands all over this field, Louis. I totally agree with you, and I think that with a little bit of moisture in the track, we watch Good Magic run a good second behind Justify in the Derby, right, on the wettest track in Derby history, frankly. Um, I, I expect that even with a little bit of moisture or not, uh, that this will be the best horse there. And yeah, you're right, the Good Magic, we'll, we'll get a nice letter grade from him this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Lewis, I hear the music. Uh, good luck. Good luck tomorrow on the uh, Scholastic oh, Competition. Yeah. Bring it. And enjoy your uh, your vacation yeah. next week. And uh, I'll be back with <laughs> Mike Gandalfo Monday morning. We'll talk about the UK. We'll talk about UofL. And we'll talk about the Super Bowl. So enjoy the weekend. And we'll see you right back here at 10 o'clock on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.